0: Drawing room over here. You made it. Oh, come on through. Do you fancy drink? What's your tipple? been to a concert in the last 20 years or so and bought a t-shirt then chances are it was brian taranto's business that you bought it off as a one-man band bt's company love police also organizes tours in fact he's been involved behind the scenes of many of the artists who have appeared with their instruments in hand in studio 240 right here brian taranto welcome to you hey thank you you were mentored by the late great michael gadinski of mushroom music Having worked with him for 40 years, what sort of things does a man like that teach you about the business that you still remember to this day?
1: Uh, mentored, I'm not so sure about that, but I uh, hung around him a bit. He might have taught me what not to do, actually. I mean, he's an incredible uh, force and learn a lot from him. But, you know, one of the great things I've had is being around for so long is to see how things have been done and look at the opportunity to – I reinvent them ever so slightly with a bit more personality, colour, love, vibration.
0: <laughs> Which is your um, corporate credo, you might say. What about dealing with some of the big personalities? Because the music business is a funny thing. You get into it because you love it. And then if, if it's a job, uh, doing something you love for a job can sometimes grind, especially when you've got some of these big personalities. How do you deal with them?
1: Um, it, it's it's difficult. There are a lot of big personalities and egos who definitely know more about everything that you're an expert on, and will you know don't listen to your worldly advice and experience, and and it's really frustrating. And I nearly leave once a week from it, to be honest. And uh, but fortunately, the power of the music of the artists that they work with is enough to keep uh, you involved and. You know keep you positive about the job at hand uh, it, it's really difficult it's really difficult to, to to weave your way through all that structure sometime but uh, w-
0: without appearing like a yes man you know you, you get a lot of people in the music industry who'll say yes to your face and no to your back and I think you get a reputation for that so it's difficult to avoid that I think
1: uh, a- absolutely and and look my level of uh, commitment and enjoyment and and focus will gradually disappear with the with the nose and with them not listening to me I mean you know I'm not here to mess around you know that money's real I'm putting on the table it's not a little game so um yeah it's a it's a constant in the business I gotta tell you
0: you've mentioned that you you know Gadinsky particularly was supportive of women in the industry and lots of women worked at mushroom music and mushroom the mushroom group from the start it's interesting that you noticed this specifically what do you think it was about Gadinsky that you know really kind of was it was early to realize this something that you've also realized
1: I think he just allowed an openness um was open-minded to to just getting the job done. And I think, you know, it's a bit like myself. If if something needs to be done and that person, you ask them to do it and they do it and they continue to do it, fantastic. they got a job and you keep on rolling. And I think in the case of Michael, you know, women happen to be those people and, you know, it, it developed a culture which people could attach to and celebrate.
0: Love Police has a really strong sense of this sort of, you have kind of mentioned the business credo, if you like, before. One of the other things you say is hold our hand tightly for the journey we've got for you, the kind of caring and sort of partnership really comes across. Is that something that you planned or do you pick it up along the way?
1: Uh, no, I kind of plan that. I mean, you know, everything we do, yeah, we do stuff on a whim, but it's thought of and, you know, pretty much everything has a financial side to it. And it's like if I'm going to put some money down, I want to be passionate about it and I've thought about it. I mean the number of people that say, oh, my God, that band was amazing, BT. It's like – yeah, of course they're fucking amazing. I've just put all this money down. I've researched it. I've planned every venue they should be at. I've chosen the support act. I've looked at the times. I've looked how the stage is going to be. Yes, they are amazing. <laughs> Hold my hand. Look for the love police name and come on a journey. And you know, it sounds like, like advertising, back, but it's true. Sit it's back so and true. relax.
0: I'm a professional. You know,
1: look, look I tell the story. <laughs> That one of my great joys on the first ever tour for the band Big Thief, arguably the greatest band on the planet right now, there was a 70-year-old man rocking out in the front row at the old, what was it called, upstairs there in Newtown, whatever it was, short-lived for a minute. Here's this 70, 80-year-old guy rocking out at the front row of Big Thief on their first ever tour. He had no idea who Big Thief were, but he trusted in Love Police. And I spoke to him at the end of the night, glowing in the band. He's like, I'll go to everything you do. That band was amazing. And, you know, that's my dream. That is what I do. That's not what particularly the, the big corporates do. That's what I do. That's my place.
0: You say that, um, you know, nothing's spontaneous. There's money on the table and you commit to an artist, you commit to an artist, there's a design here. However, I do know that you've just been in Nashville and you bumped into Jeff Tweedy from Wilco, who you're also bringing out to Australia on tour. Tell me about Jeff Tweedy and your friendship with him.
1: Well, you know, Tweeds, we we, we managed to work with Wilco uh, through a local connection actually, I mean, over 20 years ago. And at that time it was in Jeff's sort of darker days and had the old management who'd been with him for a long time. So, you know, there was uh, developed relationships with the band first off and then Jeff. You know, Jeff kind of came to life slowly after his uh, personal sort of demons were gathering around him there for a while. And, you know, there's like this camaraderie on the road or when you do the job you've been asked to do and... You know, professionals and high artists like Tweedy or Gillian Welsh or you know the Black Keys or any of these acts, Big Thief, they they see that you can deliver that for them, and that gives you this bond with them that's kind of unbreakable. And uh, you know, so I actually saw them in Tulsa playing at um at the oldest ballroom, a bar room in America, which they created for um bob Wills back in the day this place called Kane's ballroom and uh you know they were very vibrant they had a great show amazing show to 2000 okies and uh the great thing i discovered just down the street was the bob dylan uh center was right down the street and uh you know, being connected to Wilco. I got a private tour of Bob Dylan Centre. And that's after seeing the Leon Russell uh, studio earlier in the day where I got a private tour too and I bumped into Wilco there. So It's who you know. You know. It's it, who you know, BT. Well, I, think, who you I think you know, you know this. It's who you know and who you put out there, you know. I, I, I fly in the universe pretty colourfully and open, you know, and uh, – you know, good things come to you with the right vibes, I think.
0: If you just join me on RN Drive, Brian Taranto is my guest. We're talking all things rock and roll. And I want to talk about the tour T-shirt, something that you are known for. What is the process here? Because when I go to a concert and I see everyone lining up, they're probably not aware of everything that goes into how that image appeared on that T-shirt on that day. Tell me about it.
1: Uh, So a merchandising company, a band will engage a merchandising company, a merchandising company will submit some ideas to a band, hopefully they will listen to them and approve some of them, there'll be some changes, merchandising company will budget out what that tour is going to do in a sales capacity, they will then go and produce the product, they'll arrange the staff at every venue, they'll ship the product out to the venues, they'll you know, get the sales in each night, reprint as required, end of the tour, settle it up, pay the band the lion's share, make absolute pittance themselves and go on to the next unthankful task in the merchandising industry. And a little bit along the way there, hopefully you get some acts, you know, that actually give a and thank you for it. And, uh, and say hey, you really know what you're doing. Perhaps we should listen to you, but it doesn't happen too often.
0: It's true that Love Police really has a great design aesthetic from merch to tour posters. I mean, that is so important when you're dealing with the product of music. You have to have something visual to attach to the music. Tell me about some of the uh, t-shirts or posters that have really meant something to you.
1: Well, I'm very fortunate. There's a dear friend of mine, a guy called James Bellasini, Squirrel Menace on the Instagram situation. He has been with me for the entire, almost the entire ride of Love Police. And we're in a fortunate situation where we both like similar things, have a similar aesthetic. And I can say, hey, the Vibe Stone 73 tour, and he knows what I'm talking about. Or we've got all these little words and, you know, he's done Strokes strokes album covers. He's done The Big Day Out for a 100 years. He continues to do loads of stuff. You know, I love all that classic stuff. I love all that imagery. It's all in my head and I'm able to express it to him and other artists we work with but mostly him and he's just a, a champ. And, yeah, it's such a part. It's like a show we put on. From the ticket to the T-shirt to the poster to everything. I I love to have a part of that. I'm a kid from a bedroom in the outer suburbs of Melbourne doing what I didn't even dream I could do. And to be able to influence that and ultimately have an artist acknowledge and respect that, I mean, that's pretty special. It's taken a few years to get there, but that's that's kind of living the dream, man.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So... Talk, when you talk about the kid in the bed, bedroom there in, in out of Melbourne, is, does the same kind of, uh, I suppose, perception exist for you today where you know if a band or a musician has it or not? Uh, great question. Um, yes, I, I, have a, I don't know what it
1: is, but I have something that can pick them. I haven't missed many in the genres I work in.
0: Um, is it about the absence of that sound in that time and in that genre or is that a bit too kind of calculating?
1: Uh, it maybe was early on in certain things like Americana or certain types of things. You know, the, we toured the Strokes for the first time, you know, and that that vibrancy was lacking right then and it just bang, here's the Strokes, Wow. Um, you know, and the same can be said in Americana stuff. I don't know. It's just this feeling. I don't, don't know what it is, you know, particularly with the Americana sound, which I do a lot of, I can't explain what it is that sets them apart, but I, I can feel it. And because it's a small market here in Australia for that music, you have to be shit hot to get into my world to do that. I still don't know what it is. Justin Townsville always said, never trust someone who doesn't pick. And, you know, he's kind of right in the Americana world. He's pretty much spot on, actually. But, you know, you think of someone like Sierra Farrell, who if you don't know, you know, everyone should be on to her. But, you know, she has it. She's a superstar. She will be a superstar. Charlie Crockett, the same thing. What have they got? Their music isn't that different, but... It is. And they have something personally and they have style and they have a story and, you know, you, a lot of that stuff, you just can't create it.
0: A bit like you, BT. Yeah, well. If I'm they sp- could bottle it, you'd probably <laughs> sell it on a T-shirt. Brian Taranto has been my guest. He's from Love Police. If you want to see some of the acts that uh, he's bringing out uh, over the summer into next year, check out lovepolice.com.au. Good to see you, Brian. Thanks, man. been listening to a podcast of The Drawing Room with me, Andy Park. For more great conversations, search for The Drawing Room on the ABC Listen app or wherever you get your podcasts.